Opinions expressed in this episode are personal. They do not necessarily reflect the views of this streaming platform. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Let's Be Diverse. I am your host, Andrew Stout. This episode is dedicated to all my loved ones who have believed in me and supported me through this journey. When it comes to things like hiring top talent, speed and quality are two important factors that organizations focus on. Finding, contacting, and pushing high-caliber candidates through the funnel, Cookie will help keep productivity high. To accomplish this delicate balance between speed and quality, it's important to ensure that you have an efficient hiring process in place across your organization. With the help of my guest, Christine Kittergraves, we will be discussing how to make hiring process better for all. Christine Kittergraves, SPHR, CHRM, SCP, and an HR leader turned executive career and mindset coach helping leaders navigate to search the maze and other career challenges to find fulfilling work. She started her career as a recruiter and has extensive hiring expertise, working with a variety of companies and hiring managers. Christine has also done multiple career pivots and is now using her insider HR knowledge to guide executives in formulating a career plan to energize work and when they're in transition, through every phase of the recruitment process. Her services include formulating a search strategy, search document support, resume, cover letter, LinkedIn, profile, email templates, identifying desired employer jobs, interviews, interview preparation, negotiation, and interview follow-up. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me here today to talk with you. So I'm really excited to be here. So yeah, I'm excited to have you on. It's been a while. I know we were talking about this way, way back when we were going to have you on. So today is the day. Today is the day. It's finally here. So that's great. <laughs> how have how things been with you? What's new with you? Uh, you know, summer has been lovely here in the Chicago area, and uh, it's coming to an end this week. The kids are starting to go back to school, and then uh, next week they'll be continuing to go back to school. My own son is, returns next week. So, yeah, it was just a lovely summer. Time to change, modify the work schedule a little bit so you could spend more time with family, and now uh, now it's like heading back to school. and really trying to close the year out on a really high note too. Did you guys take any good trips or do anything special? Yeah, Yeah, we did. So uh, we were able to take a nice trip to Mexico. So that was great. That was a nice break. Yeah. Just, you know, get together with family on the weekends too. So just really enjoyable. Sounds like a lot of fun there. I love Mexico, love the beaches. You can't go along there, that's for sure. No, you can't. And the people are just so wonderful there. It's great. They sure are. They welcome you with open arms and they're so friendly and hospitable for sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear you had a great summer and you're able to relax a little bit. I know you have a busy schedule there, so glad to hear that. Before we begin, I always have a fun question to ask my guests to get things going. Are you ready for yours? Yes, I totally am. Okay. So if you had to live with only five material possessions, which ones would you choose? 
<laughs> that is really interesting. Gosh. Well, hmm. you know, like my first instinct, I have to say, is I picked, I said my cell phone, which I, I'm kind of sad that I said that too, because it almost makes me think that I'm like too reliant on my cell phone, you know? So, but I have, I mean, I have, I do so much work with my cell phone. I have my calendar, I live by it, my contacts are in there. So I can, you know, connect with people. I love LinkedIn. I mean, being an executive career coach, I'm always showing my clients how to like use LinkedIn and how it's such a great tool. So yeah, I guess I'm going to stick with that. (laughs) So I also would say, gosh, I love my water bottle. I mean, I drink a lot of water and water, water makes me feel good. So it's just, and I think, you know, for some a file. I want a good water bottle. So, uh, and then gosh, and now I'm thinking of all the, uh, survival shows that I've watched. I've watched some really good survival shows uh, on cable. So, and like having, having a flint so I can always make a fire. Yes. <laughs> something. Yes. Not that I'm a huge outdoorsy person, but I'm thinking about that. Um, also to a nice warm coat because I hate to be cold. I don't want to be cold <laughs> at all. But what would be one last thing? You know, I guess. Oh gosh, I need this too. Hmm. I would say my um my my glasses because just yeah, I would want my glasses so I can see and I would bring my glasses that like turn into sunglasses because my eyes are like more sensitive to the light and just so I could be comfortable and see better. (laughs) So that's what I would, those are the things that I would choose, I guess. Well, I think that's a very good answer. I mean, I think all of those are very good. I mean, water bottle for sure, you know, cell phone, just in case you can contact somebody to let them know where you are. You know, Flint, I agree with you 100% to make a fire coat in case you're cold and I would probably take glasses too because I wear glasses so without my glasses I think I would uh, lost as well so I think those are great items thank you yeah I think you did a good job on that one I was trying to be practical you know (laughs) so yeah well I appreciate you having fun with me I I just loved your answers and I just love having those conversations in the beginning so thanks for having fun sure that's a good question I like it so Christine, why don't we start off with you telling us a little bit about you and your story? Oh, yeah, sure thing. Yeah, I started off my HR career as a recruiter, but even before that, I worked in accounting and finance. So that was a career pivot I did, too. So so when I when it came time for me to go to college, I definitely knew that I wanted to get a degree in business, and I decided that I would go the accounting route because I had always loved math growing up. And I thought, oh, accounting is math, you know, that'll be great. Well, accounting really isn't math, though. So I found that out, but that's okay. I mean, it worked out all right. Accounting was a good education for me to get. When I graduated, I was able to pass the CPA exam. And then I worked as a financial analyst. And I enjoyed that. But then after about eight years, I I wanted a change. And I just, I was like, you know, I want to work more with people. And uh, so this was like my first career pivot 
that I was deciding to do. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? I was freaking out. And um, I decided to just, you know, reach out to people and start talking with people. And I, I thought, you know, what I could do is because I didn't want to waste my education or my experience in accounting and finance. I thought that, you know, I can use it somehow, but it's like, how do I want to use it? So after thinking about it, I'm like, you know, why don't I get information on being a recruiter in accounting and finance? So, um, so I probably took at least six months to talk with people about that and what they thought about me doing that as a career, as a career change. And I got great information from people and I decided to take a position as a recruiter in accounting and finance. So that's how I was able to do my first career pivot. And then from there, I just kept on expanding my horizons and human resources So like the next job I had from there, I was able to um, branch out in HR and like work at a company, um, be an HR generalist, get a billion dollar company um, in 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 industrial like manufacturing. So that was great. And then um, and then I moved up from there to a different company. So just getting diverse experience and like stretching myself and growing myself with each new position. So I was really fortunate to have that experience and, and, you know, challenge myself with each new position. Hmm. So being in finance, did you find that it helped you in recruiting part? Cause I know recruiting, you have to know the numbers, whatever, and you have to know what the budgets are not for specific positions. So did you find that kind of went hand in hand or it helped you to move over to recruiting? Yes. Yeah, okay. it definitely helped. And it also helped to, just in general, working with CFOs, um, because definitely when you go to human resources and you're a generalist and then, you know, being like an HR leader really was able to, uh, I mean, just like I had like credibility with the CFOs because they, they knew that I spoke their language because I had an accounting degree and I had a CPA in the past. So, um, so, yeah, I think it just gave me, you know, we were able to speak each other's language and it really helped a lot. So, yeah, I could see where that would be. I mean, you know, recruitment is such a, a highly regarded position. Like you said, you're going to have to know the numbers, what the budget is, what type of people you're looking for, what the salaries are, especially now the recruiters today where they're going so highly in depth. Like you mentioned LinkedIn before, showing people how to use LinkedIn. I know a lot of recruiters right now are using LinkedIn and they will search for a particular type of person and they will reach out to them on LinkedIn and see how their job is or if they like the company that they're working for and telling them that they have a position that they might be interested in and would they be willing to listen. So without knowing what the budget would be for that, I mean, you wouldn't be looking or contacting people if you didn't know that was enough money for positions to be available. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so explain to our listeners what the hiring process is. Yeah, I can definitely explain that. Um, so I can give them like a, a general view of it so they understand. Um, so anyway, overall, like the interview process is a way for you as the candidate and the potential employer to like learn about each other. Okay. And to me, I view it as a two-way street because 
nobody wants to work somewhere where it's not a fit, you know, where it's not, you're not enjoying your work. Um, it's very stressful. I mean, I think what's rewarding about work is when you're able to contribute, you know, and you feel like you're learning and you're growing, you know, but everyone has their own motivations too, you know, and everyone is different. Okay. So I don't want to overgeneralize, but you know, you want to make sure that you're learning and that you're interviewing the company, you know, to be your employer. And then the employer, think of it this way, every job opening is a problem and the company dedicates X amount of dollars in in justifying that that headcount, that open position, because that open position is responsible for solving a problem. It's it's responsible for a specific scope of responsibilities. And you know, you you want to show how you are the best solution to the problem. So, but they're they're spending resources, they're they're spending money in terms of your salary, your benefits, if it's benefits eligible, you got those things. And then also too, you know, investing time in directing you as a team member, you know, so there's all this that goes into it, but that has to be justified. You know, it's not like, oh yeah, let's just hire somebody, you know, <laughs> it has to fit into the structure of what this what this department is responsible for and what this department accomplishes at XYZ company, you know? So, so yeah, so that's just kind of the overview. Um, but, you know, the interview process too is the company needs to find the person who's the most qualified for the role. That's what's, what's key. Um, and, you know, also too, they need to make sure they're, fair about it. I mean, we're all human beings and human beings are involved in the hiring process and the recruitment process. And we want to make sure that we're being fair. We're looking at the facts. We're looking at the proper number of candidates that we have to look at and that we're administering the interview process the same way with all the candidates, because we want to make sure that, you know, we're really vetting everyone who applies in the same way that we're being thorough, that we're being fair and making a sound decision, a sound hiring decision. So, so yeah. I love when you said it's a two way street. I've mentioned this on a couple of my podcast episodes in our discussions. I know that a lot of people, when they are looking for a new job, they are going in for interviews and they are actually asking the company a lot of the questions, kind of like, you know, do you have a wellness program? How are you on employee well-being? What are your mission, vision, and values? Do you have an anti-bullying policy? So they're asking these companies these questions. And by the answer that the employer is giving them, I believe that they're going to decide when they leave the building whether they would accept an offer from that company or so I, I love when you said a two-way street. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to ask those questions because if those are things that are important to you, again, everybody has different needs. Everybody has um, different uh, expectations and it's, you need to make sure that you're asking about what's most important to you. Sure. So what is the most important part of the hiring process? Uh, 
I still want to say it's like two parts though. (laughs) It is. So it's the company being really clear on what they need in order to fill the job opening. Okay. And when I say that they need to be really clear, they need to write a job description that is, that really clearly outlines it. Okay. And they just, they need that clarity. I'll tell you, um, sometimes we don't do the best job of writing a job description. Sometimes employers aren't clear on what they're looking for. I mean, they, they definitely, they need to fill the job. The job has been open, but it's like, you have to do the work. You have to do the deep dive to make sure you're clear on what you need in order to successfully fill the position. You know, what's, what's the true responsibilities of the job. So it's really getting clear on that and then really, you know, doing a thorough search to find the individual who has those skill sets. So, um, so I guess that's, it's really the getting clear on what the key requirements are, what is needed, what's needed in order for someone to be successful in that position. So I did a podcast a couple weeks ago. We're talking about hard and soft skills. Would you say that that's an important part of the process or figuring out what the candidate's hard skills and soft skills are? Yeah, I would. Because hard skills often can be trained uh, or they can be learned. But soft skills, you know, personality, that's a little harder. You know, some, you know, it's, it's your tribe. You know, are you... Are you going to feel comfortable in this corporate culture? You know, is your, do you have the soft skills to be successful at that company? You know, like companies in themselves are kind of like a person, a a person made up of all these people, you know? So it's like to think about, are my values similar to this potential employer? You know, do I like what they value? Uh, Is it, is it, a, a team because in a way it's, it's like a new family that you're going to be joining. And do you want to be a part of that family? Right. And you mentioned company being clear. I would say that for me, that's communication and I'd say it's important to communicate what the company is looking for, you know, what they're, they're striving for, where they want to go in the future. So I'd say by letting the candidate know this right from get-go, like you said earlier, they want to figure out, you know, if the company is a fit for them. The company wants to let them know that this is the way that they're going and the direction that they want to go to see if the candidate would be a fit for them. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That communication is so important. So it is. Yeah. I always say you can never over-communicate. So I think by giving out the information and letting somebody know right from the beginning, we can never go wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also too, I mean, you need to feel comfortable to communicate with them as well, like what you're looking for and what you need, you know, and then once you start working there, there should be that it should be an environment where you feel comfortable in communicating positive and negative things. You know, if you've got issues, you need to feel comfortable that you can bring them up, you know, bring them to the attention of the appropriate people. So what are some ways that we can make the hiring process more effective? I would say, well, definitely employers need to make sure that they're putting together accurate job descriptions, 
that they are training those that are involved in the recruiting process. And it includes people that are conducting interviews, reviewing resumes. You know, the recruiters are properly trained. Um, reference checking is done. All, all the due diligence that needs to be done to get someone through the interview process. For candidates, you know, at making sure that you're asking all of your questions. And then you should also be researching the company. Like a hiring manager, if a hiring manager is interviewing someone, and let's say, you know, maybe there's some common connections. Like if I'm interviewing you and you know someone that I used to work with, you know, I'll probably check with my connections to see if they have any reference information, if they can tell, share any information with me and like what it's like to work with you. But you should do the same thing too on the company. Like you should check your connections. You should try to get information about what it's like to work there. So you can find out as much as possible about them that supplements the information you're getting from the interview process. But yeah, asking questions, of course, this goes without saying, being honest, um, being transparent, you know, not misrepresenting anything about your background. Um, there are people, unfortunately, who lie on the applications that they're filling out. They lie on their resumes. Um, I've experienced that. People have put that they had a degree. And then when I went to verify their degree, they did not have one. So it's happened more than once. So it does happen. So being truthful. Yeah, I just think transparency is really important. And there was one other thing I was going to say too. I think that oh now it, it like escaped me, but I think it's like getting your questions answered, you know, and really, oh, I know this is part of it. So giving examples, like when you are in the interviews and, you know, be sure, like when you're asked a question, be direct and answer the question, you know, and, and if you have a specific example to share, please do that because the examples that you share help the interviewer to understand your experience. Just, you know, try to be to the point and, you know, directly answer their question. I have in all of my years of recruiting experience, I've definitely had people um, answer questions, but they really didn't answer it. <laughs> they went off on a tangent, you know, and, and maybe they were nervous or maybe they didn't fully understand my question. If you don't understand a question, there's nothing wrong with like rephrasing it back and asking for more clarification. So those, those are the things that I would say that's what you can do to help as a candidate to make the interview process effective. And then of course, follow up following up, you have every right to, since you participated to follow up until you get closure, you know, and, and ask details about where they're at in the interview process. I know of two that, you know, would be a good idea if you're a candidate, you're going for an interview, would be a good idea to maybe either consult somebody who can help you to prepare or talk to somebody who's a trustworthy person to help you to prepare and just to prepare yourself for the answers so you can do them out loud or with somebody as well. I think that'd be good practice to do for sure. Oh yeah. I highly recommend that. And I, I just want to say um, that, you know, doing, doing a job search can be really very isolating. It can be stressful. It can be hard. 
Um, especially like if you, if you were laid off or, you know, you, you lost your job and you're, you're needing to find a job within a, a specific time frame. Um, you know, you can be putting a lot of stress on yourself and, you know, you want to make it, you want to help yourself as much as possible. And I encourage everyone, and I'm not saying this because I'm a, a, a career coach myself, I'm seeing more and more people, and I think it's great. Um, I'm seeing more and more people work with career coaches because it helps you so much in your career and it helps you so much in your job search uh, because, again, the job search is so isolating and can be so challenging. You do whatever you can to do that. You know, there's all sorts of ways that you can find a, a career coach. You do want to find someone who's a fit for you. That's critical. But, and you don't even have to be in job search mode. Like that's really the best time to get a career coach when you're not in job search mode, because then you can be uh, more proactive in your career and intentional and formulate a career plan that works for you. So that way you can have a career by design and not default, you know, not just kind of falling into things, but be more purposeful about it. I've talked in the past to a lot of people and I'm finding that there are a lot of people who are, which I've never seen before, maybe I never noticed it, but that people are doing stuff. They started a career or they went to school they, and then they just found out that they didn't like what they were doing. So they did a shift and a pivot to try to figure out what they wanted to do. And I could see that there's a lot of people who would struggle with that to try to figure out what's next for me or what can I get into. So I know that a career coach can help them with that, with a little bit of career clarity. Yes. Yeah. That's another reason because, yeah, it's like, it doesn't matter how old you are. I think the question applies to everyone. What do you want to be when you grow up? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we all can ask that question. Yeah, and it evolves and changes as you evolve and change. So there's nothing wrong with that. If you could use one word to describe yourself, what word would that be? I would say compassionate. Because I, you know, coming from the world of human resources, I've just seen a lot. I've seen a lot of challenges, the the whole emotional gamut. You know, um, I've had to... I've had to work on reductions in force where we had to uh, eliminate a lot of positions. And that was really tough. I've also had the joy of hiring people, you know, and, you know, finding someone who's an excellent match for a job. And that's just one of the best feelings ever. It's just great. I've seen a lot. And I think that, I don't know, I just, my, my heart goes out to, to those who've uh, experienced challenges and I'm, I just love it. There's, I've seen so many people rise to the challenge. I love to see that in my clients. They just, they do a great job of stepping up to the challenge and really going above and beyond. So I'm very proud of them for, for doing all that they do. One thing that uh, somebody taught me or told me when I was getting into HR and I started studying it is that you're going to hear a lot and you're going to see a lot and you have to learn. You don't want to ignore it, but in this business, you have to really focus on work life and your home life. I know that it's very hard to do that, but you really have to do that because of the stuff that you could hear or the stuff that you can come across. You mentioned being compassionate. I am compassionate and genuine person as well and you know the stuff that I've heard and seen I thought that just tear me up but you know I was prepared for it 
and dealt with it the best way that I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to be there to, to do the tough work to help others and make sure that it's done properly to you know make sure that you know, things that people aren't harmed, that we try to leave them whole and, and help them to move on. Any final thoughts today? You know, I really enjoyed this conversation. It was um, great to talk about the hiring process. Often I'm asked, how does the market look right now? And there are definitely a lot of people that are out there that are looking. Um, But some of the good news that I'm hearing too is that employers seem to be trying to improve the interview process because... I think one of the things for candidates and I know, and for me too, when I've done recruiting and hiring is like when the interview process has all these steps, you know, and it just takes, seems to take forever, but I'm hearing that, that more and more companies are really trying to streamline the interview process. So it just runs more smoothly for the parties that are involved, which I think is great. So that's, that's good news that I just wanted to share with your audience. Well, I really enjoyed having you on today, too. I thought it was very insightful. It was a great conversation. And I just enjoyed some, I call them golden nuggets. There was some pretty good information there. So I really enjoyed it as well. Well, thank you, Andrew. Thank you so much. Thanks again for the invitation. I really uh, had a great time, enjoyed this conversation. And again, people are, I love making new connections every day. So I just want to extend a warm invitation to those in your audience to reach out to me uh, because it'd be great to make some new connections. Yeah. And for those listening, I've put Christine's information in our show notes. So if you're looking to reach out with her, I definitely would recommend reaching out to her. I did, and I'm so happy that I did. She's a great connection, a great person to work with, to deal with, and to talk to, for sure. Thank you, Andrew. You're very welcome. On behalf of myself and my guest, Christine, I'd like to thank you all for taking the time to listen today. And until next time, be safe. And remember that if we all work together accomplish anything. You have been listening to Let's Be Diverse with Andrew Stout. To stay up to date with future content, hit subscribe 